Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Second hour, everybody, as we head till the 3 o'clock hour for Jimmy B and TC, right here the Big Talker 1700. Uh, we're going to switch gears, head to Major League Baseball. Uh, Mike Bates, Major League Baseball Daily Dish, joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Michael, good afternoon to you. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're doing sensational. Um, let's kind of go where, since we are the AAA affiliate of the Cubs here in Des Moines, let's start there. Does this team finally kind of uh, right the ship a little bit? Look, I know they got a win last night, but they did hit some bombs in that game. Do the bats finally get going? Well, that's the big question, right? It's it's the offense that's really been hurting them, I think, a lot this year. Uh, and And those slow starts from Contreras and Rizzo and, frankly, everybody but Chris Bryant uh, are a big problem. But, you know, I think... As we look at it, you can kind of project out hitting a little bit better than you can project out, um, you know, pitching dominance, especially with young players. And so, yeah, I do think the the Cubs are are really due to kind of turn it on here. Uh, we're a quarter of the way through the season, so you know, you start to you start to trust what's happened so far this year. But I think these Cubs have a have a good track record and probably will will bounce back nicely. Hey, Mike Trent here. Good to talk with you again. Uh, want to talk a little bit about Kyle Schwarber. He's batting in that leadoff spot. He's got off to a slow start. I think you can see that, though. He came back and played in the World Series. Uh, it's not a huge surprise that he's off to the slow start, but his on-base percentage, just at 315, OPS 682. Not the numbers that you'd hope for out of Schwarber, and certainly not the on-base numbers that you want out of a leadoff guy. Is it time for Madden to maybe experiment with moving that lineup around a little bit? They don't have a prototypical leadoff guy in, on the team right now, but is it time to think about moving Schwarber out of that leadoff spot even after the homer last night? You know, that's a really interesting idea. Um, and, I, I, you know, I think Schwarber is definitely somebody who has a lot of patience. He's somebody who you'd expect to get on a lot in that leadoff spot. And, and we're just not seeing it, especially – with his uh, his strikeout problems, you know he struck out in uh, more than a quarter of his plate appearances so far. Um, and I, you know, I, I think maybe moving him out of that that leadoff spot might get some of the pressure off for him. Uh, maybe spotting him a little bit few uh, a little bit more against right-handed pitching as opposed to left-handed pitching. Uh, you know, he's still young, uh, and and you know we certainly expect a lot out of him. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe moving him out of that top spot and giving somebody like uh, a Zobrist or or even an Addison Russell uh, a chance to uh, lead off, or John Jay, who's had some experience in the leadoff position, mm-hmm. if he gets into the lineup more. Uh, and plus, if you if you move Schwarber, you know, play him a little bit less, spot him a little bit more against right-handed pitching, you improve your defense quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Cubs have. Uh, kind of gone from being one of the best defensive teams in the league last year to being really middle of the pack this year. And I think that does hurt them quite a bit. Uh, And maybe by, uh, you know, giving him some additional opportunities to rest, uh, there are some additional benefits there as well. Well, as we uh, start to gear up for the summertime, uh, a lot of talk about what the Cubs are going to do. Come the trade deadline, last year it was they were trying to find 
a young controllable arm. That is something that's still talked about with the possibility of Arietta walking after this year, something that they want to build. If they had to move a major leaguer out of that young core, out of Schwarber, uh, out of uh, Addison Russell, Javi Baez, that group of guys, what would be the one that would be, in your mind, the one that the Cubs would be willing to part with to get an archer? Maybe Granke from Arizona. That's been talked about a lot lately as well. If you were at that front office, you had the ear of Jed and Theo, who of those young guys would be saying, let's move this guy? I mean, for me personally, it is Schwarber. Uh, I think his value is a little low at the moment. Um, but he is uh, just a guy who, who has the ability to rake, uh, and he's really out of position in left field. Uh, again, that, that defense is not good. It's not helping the club. Uh, and moving into a team in the American League or a team that has an opening at first base where he can just uh, come in and, and not worry about kind of his defensive liabilities and, uh, and just mash uh, I think would, would be a good move both for them uh, and for whoever gets them. As far as their pitching staff is concerned, everybody thought coming off what took place last year that they were going to be terrific. So far, that's not been the case. Do they wait another month or do they seriously start to start shopping for somebody? And if so, who? and if so, who? Well, I think it's a little deceptive because again, we're talking about a club that uh, downgraded itself defensively and, and seemingly did so on purpose by not uh, keeping Dexter Fowler and by moving Jason Hayward uh, to center field, although he's been, uh, he's been hurt for a little bit here. Uh, and now he's, Albert Almora has taken a, a bigger role, but he's not the defensive player that Dexter Fowler was. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's necessarily the pitcher's uh, who are the problem here? I really do think that more than anything, I mean, they're they're fourth uh, in the National League in in runs allowed, which is you know uh, perfectly respectable. I don't think they're quite as dominant as they were last year, but I think the biggest problem for them is just hits that are falling. Mike Bates joining us from MLB Daily Dish as we take a look around baseball. Well, the team that they're chasing there at the top of the standings are the Cardinals. If you would have said that two weeks into the season, people would have laughed at you as they started off 3-9 and nine here. Sustainability of this Cardinals team, I mean, is this a team good enough if the Cubs get hot like many people still expect? It takes 92-93 wins to win that division. Can the Cardinals do that? I don't think they can. I mean, I listen, the Cardinals have, an, uh, we've talked about before on this show, just an unprecedented run of success in, in the 21st century they have uh, been under 500, I think, one time. Uh, they are just a, a fantastic organization. But I think what we're seeing right now is actually uh, a, a really weak schedule that they've played so far. Uh, they're 9-0 and against the Atlanta Braves and the, uh, com- excuse me, combined against the Braves, Marlins, and Pirates, who collectively are like 23 games below 500. Um, this is these are clubs that they're supposed to beat up on Uh, and good clubs will beat up on those bad teams. But I think that as their schedule evens up over time, uh, we're going to see them fall back. Mm -hmm. That that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, There was a, uh, when you look at the teams that were in the playoffs last year, it seems that just about everybody was, uh, is struggling. Boston's struggling. Uh, Cleveland, even though they're a little bit b- above 500, they're not blowing the doors off anybody. Uh, Texas, 
finally back to 500, uh, but still trailing way behind Houston. In the National League, Washington is doing pretty much what Washington does. You just talked about St. Louis and Milwaukee is, is there as well. And Colorado in the West with the Dodgers a couple of games back. That's amazing. It, that's what I was just going to ask you. Have, do you remember anything quite like that? Uh, nothing that's quite this much of a, of a you know, upside-down uh, looking standing. Uh, the standing look upside-down. It looks like, you know, you just flipped them on their head from last yeah. year. And, and you know, I, it's really surprising, but a lot of it, I think, is to a certain extent the fact that we're a quarter of the way through the season. You know, I really think it's important to be patient in these early months as teams kind of find their level. And, uh, you know, I, we're getting close to the point where I'd start to take things seriously, uh, particularly, you know, some teams who have been really bad, uh, who maybe were projected to be a little bit better, like uh, Toronto and, and potentially Miami and, and the Mets. Um, you know, I do think, maybe, and maybe the Giants as well, uh, maybe we are seeing a real drop-off for these teams. Uh, but I think kind of the clubs you mentioned who are starting to come back, we're starting to see water find its level. Mike, uh, Kansas City got off to a rough start, bounced back, had a good series over the weekend, but it looks like that they're going to have to go back into rebuilding mode. As you look at the Royals, Vargas is off to a ridiculous start. I mean, the sustainability of that just doesn't appear likely. But what are the pieces that they're looking to move here, and and what kind of haul are they going to be able to get back for, say, a guy like a Mike Moustakis, a Lorenzo Cain, a guy now into his 30s? You know, those kind of players, can Kansas City still get a pretty decent haul for these guys, or is it more than likely maybe not the prospects that Royals fans are hoping for? Yeah, you know, I think I think all of us have a tendency to overestimate how good the players on our favorite team are and how much other teams are going to want them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So in particular, we're talking about a guy like Mike Moustakis. He's a very good player. He's a strong defender. He's got... Uh, some offensive chops. He, he, uh, you know, he has really remade himself in the last couple of years, uh, in spite of the injury last year, into a, a third baseman that a lot of teams want. But the problem is that uh, a lot of teams are pretty set at third base. Um, you know, it's a, actually a fairly strong position in the league right now. I remember when the Twins had Trevor Plouffe the last couple of years, uh, they were potentially interested in dealing him, but they just couldn't find a taker who is willing to to pony up what would be a, a fair price. I think guys like Kane mm-hmm. uh, and potentially Kelvin Herrera, um, maybe even Eric Hosmer, uh, have a little more value than somebody like Mike Musakis at this point. Uh, and uh, I, think, I think we're generally going to be disappointed in whatever return uh, we get for players we, we have grown to really – be attached to. Um, but I do think that they can get a fairly strong return, especially if they're aggressive in the trade market and start making deals relatively early. Take me then to the Minnesota Twins. Trent loves the Twins. He watches them all the time. Mike loves the Twins, too. Yeah, so let's get let's get to this. I asked Trent about it, and I don't know if you saw this or not, but apparently... Latroy Hawkins, former Twins pitcher, but he had a 21-year career and played for about 624 teams. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, during a live broadcast on air, 
he referenced out that a player that he played with when his career was winding down in 2014 in Colorado said was he called him on the air live the worst teammate he ever had. Yeah, that's a current reliever with the White Sox, Tommy Conley. And yeah. uh, that's, uh, that's about as frank as you're going to hear anybody uh, get about how they feel about a former teammate. Uh, and, and it's I, I found it actually fairly refreshing because uh, it's, it's fun once we get past the, the kind of platitudes that players speak in when they're in their playing career and are concerned about clubhouse dynamics. Uh, I'm sure that quote is going to be all over Conley Walker today. Um, but uh, it's, it's really fantastic to see a guy like Latroy Hawkins. I'm doing some uh, research right now on a, a player who uh, retired and went into service in World War I for an article I'm writing on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Latroy Hawkins was mentioned in that article uh, as, a, as a veteran uh in 1917 so <laughs> he's been around for a long time he's got a lot of a lot of great stories and and as a broadcaster for the twins i'm really excited about the fact that we're going to get to hear a lot of those so i was telling jimmy b he obviously doesn't watch as much twins baseball as uh, uh no I don't. it's been refreshing to get some new voices in there i i think roy smalley when he fills in does a good job I'm uh, i'm pretty much over the burt blylevin era doesn't add a whole lot to the broadcast you know, my wife thinks it's fun when he circles people on the screen. That's about it. Uh, but as you look at uh, the new guys that have been in there, Torrey Hunter, I'm personally not a big fan of. I thought Latroy Hawkins was pretty good last night. Refreshing, as you mentioned, with those comments that were out there. The future of the Twins TV broadcast. Who do you like uh, to fill in when Bert, whenever he decides to hang him up? Well, I, I do think uh, Smalley is fantastic. I loved when Tom Kelly was in there, but yes. it sounds like He's not interested in expanding his role. Uh, Latroy could be a really refreshing voice for a couple of years. Uh, Smalley is fantastic. One of the things that I think we've all noticed is, is kind of this rotation that goes through. Um, is pretty fantastic after several years, uh, after decades of it being Dick and Bert. Um, the stories are old and we're not. You know, it, it's just all been recycled so many times at this point. Uh, it's great to get those fresh voices in there. Uh, and, and frankly, until somebody really steps up, I'd really advocate, you know, cycling through as many different uh, color commentators as possible, bringing in guys uh, who are particularly helpful for different, for different teams to talk about, for instance, catching. Maybe Tim Laudner has some insights mm-hmm. there. Uh, playing in the infield and hitting Roy Smalley. Uh, pitching with Latroy Hawkins, you know, being able to to bring in these voices in different games, um, and and also, you know, Twins as they retire and cycle through, or giving them an opportunity to come in and tell new stories, uh, not to get married to the same broadcasters for for a decade. You know, it's great to have that team and have that relationship built over time, but uh, in terms of entertainment, um, you know, I have much more fun when there are new guys in the booth. Well, let's move away from the TV booth. Okay. I think they should just put you and me up there, Mike, and uh, we'd have a pretty good time oh calling those games. Sounds good to now, me. Now that's, now that's must-see TV Absolutely. right there. But, uh, oh, no, not TV. Radio, definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're, we're more radio guys. Uh, let's talk about this team, though. Lose last night to Colorado, but it, it's been such a surprise. You know, we talked uh, a while ago at the beginning of the season. Mark Simon had an article talking about them pitching inside uh, Falvey and Levine. That was one of the things that they brought to the table, the new front office. 
As you look at this team, the sustainability more likely is not going to hold up. I think Cleveland still is going to run away and hide here. But how positive are you here as we sit about a quarter of the way through the year? Oh, I'm very positive. You know, I, I, I agree with you that uh, this is a team that's going to regress. This is a team that is not going to be around, probably even in the, in the wildcard hunt by the time uh, the season ends. Although, you know, uh, as I've said a couple of times, you know, if you're, if you're hanging around 500 uh, by the middle of July, you got a puncher's chance at getting that second wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I take a lot of solace in kind of the growth that we've seen this year from Miguel Sano, Max Kepler, uh, Jorge Polanco had a nice start, but he struggled a light. But, you know, I do think that he's a, a solid piece going forward and has shown enough that maybe not at shortstop, but somewhere he's got a future with this team. Um, so no, I'm, uh, surprised to see can handle third base well enough yeah. to not be uh, a problem there. Uh, that's fantastic. Cause then he can stick around, stay, stay there next year as well. Uh, not clogging up either first base or, or DH, um, you know, Buxton, Buxton's an issue. At the moment, uh, are you being kind when you say that? Come on, be a broadcaster. Be 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 Latroy Hawkins. Come on, he did have a bomb last night, and you know I do think long term we're still looking at a guy who's going to be a a major building block of this team. Uh, But you know, right now the offense just isn't there. Uh, The defense is though. Uh, The defense is good enough that he is still, uh, I think, an asset to this team, Uh, and I don't think he has a whole lot left to prove or learn. Uh, at AAA, uh, at, at a certain point, you know, as we saw with, with Jose Barrios uh, last week, it's important to get those guys up and involved and, and see what they can do at the major league level. Uh, and, uh, you know, eventually you just got to hand them the reins and see what they're going to do. Mike Bates from the MLB Daily Dish with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Mike, we'll, uh, we'll let you go here. We've talked about the surprises in baseball but maybe the biggest surprise has been the Yankees and just how good that they've been. Sustainability, same kind of question, especially if you look at that staff and what they have now. Raldis Chapman uh, going to be out for a little while. That's going to move around their bullpen. This Yankees team, built to last, do you see the Red Sox coming back and win the divisions or the Orioles and Buck Schulwalter overachieving? Imagine that. <laughs> they do it every single yeah. year. Uh, just your thoughts overall on this Yankee squad. Well, I think it's fantastic. You know, I think they have uh, done much more than I expected they were going to do this year. That offense is legitimate. Uh, Aaron Judge, oh, my God, Uh, just a a monster in uh, right field. And everybody up and down that lineup uh, practically is is hitting the ball and doing it really well. I still think uh, their their starting pitching is a problem. Uh, Tanaka and Sabathia have been bad. Uh, and uh, these are the guys who were expected to kind of carry the team going forward. That bullpen, even without Chapman, is lights out. Uh, so I don't have a whole lot of concerns there, but it's going to be that starting rotation and whether uh, they can count on their veterans to, you know, at least be average starters the rest of the way. Uh, that's going to be the difference between whether they can win the division or whether they're going to be a wild card team. And then once we get to the postseason, there I've got more questions because, mm-hmm. again, I think we found out that starting pitching uh, is really important in the playoffs, as is the bullpen, and I think the Yankees are well-positioned there. Uh, but, you know, having those dominant starters that you can turn to, I, I don't necessarily see them as having that at this point. 
so they're a team who, you know, especially with a strong farm system, uh, I could see going out and getting uh, a starting pitcher to, to kind of help them down the stretch and, and head up their, their playoff rotation. Always good, man, when you take time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. You have a great day. You too, guys. Take care. See ya. Mike Bates, Major League Baseball Daily Dish. Good stuff from him on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. All right, we got a quick break, right? We will come back on the other side. Still lots to get to coming up later this hour. Matt Nelson's going to stop by. Mm-hmm. Wide right, Natty Light. We'll talk Cyclones with him. Two o'clock, Dan Rubenstein will get into some college football. And it's that time again, Jimmy B. Yes. Expansion talk. I know. Oh, all kinds of questions. We'll talk about that and much more with Dan coming up in the two o'clock hour. It's Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back here in a moment. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. With the turning of another calendar year, you hear dealers offering savings on this and special financing on that. This is Tom with Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center. Since we offer exciting deals all year long, we thought we'd offer you, the RV owner, one better than the other guys. When you purchase a new RV from Bob and Joe's RV Center, you get RV warranty forever at no cost to you. A real warranty for as long as you own your RV. RV warranty forever will pay for all repairs to the covered components of your RV for as long as you own your RV. Bob and Joe's RV Center is so confident in their inventory that they've offered a lifetime warranty on every new and qualified pre-owned RV at no cost to you. To top that all off, Bob and Joe's RV Center is an exclusive RV warranty forever dealer in the state of Iowa. Get a quality RV at a great price from Bob and Joe's RV Center and Guthrie Center and get a true peace of mind forever. Browse and purchase with confidence at BobandJoe'sRV.com. Every great vacation starts somewhere. Start yours at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center with RV warranty forever. The Ready to Ride sales event is back. Gear up and get great deals on select 2016 Sea-Doo and Can-Am off-road models. Whether you want to ride the waves or take on trails, Sea-Doo watercraft and Can-Am ATVs and side-by-sides are engineered to perform and excite. Stop in today, choose your summertime adventure, and save up to $3,000. Visit Olson's Outdoor Power in Atlantic or Carroll or online at olsonsoutdoorpower.com. Offer ends soon. Restrictions may apply. See dealer for details. Don't miss out on amazing Memorial Day holiday tire specials at your local Sears Auto Center and take advantage of our best tire prices. Now through Memorial Day, you can buy three tires and get the fourth free on in-stock tires only with the purchase of an installation package. And don't forget to ask about our free oil change offer. See Associate for details at your local Sears Auto Center. We put your life in drive. Exclusions may apply. Installation packages include six-month, one-year, or lifetime alignment. Offer valid through June 3rd. 
Pittsburgh. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in. Matt Nelson, Wide Right Natty Light, coming up in about five or six minutes from right now. Uh, we will dive into Iowa State and some rumblings that Trent has heard. We will pose those uh, to Matt Nelson on the uh, Iowa State basketball team. But right now, in studio, crying the blues the other day, <laughs> and now is a happy camper, is the biggest Pittsburgh Penguin fan of all time. Danger, I wouldn't say that. Danger Boy. I'm not claiming that. I'm Danger, a fan. Danger Boy is here in studio. How you doing, pal? I, yeah, I'm doing better. I'm Today, doing better right? now. Yeah. Well, after I mean, they got the win back on Monday night, uh, the Penguins did, after losing game one Saturday night. And I'll tell you, game one... It felt like the team was not ready to play. Mm -hmm. The fans in attendance were not ready to cheer. It really did feel like, okay, guys, we just got done with a rival in Game 7. We are not ready to start this series with somebody else. and You really did have that feeling. And, I mean, still got that game into overtime, but they've scored two goals in regulation, two goals, period, you know, with Ottawa winning that game in, in overtime on Saturday night. Two goals, both late, late in the in the game, both times. One to tie it on Saturday night, uh, one to win it on Monday night. It, this is going to be a series where there is not going to be a lot of goal scoring. I it just the way Ottawa likes to play, and it's so different than what Pittsburgh encountered in in the series against Columbus and the series against Washington, where it really feels like you're playing a team that is in full blown attack mode, mm-hmm. and they are ready to come at you wherever you are. Well. You miss something or somebody gets away, and all of a sudden there's a breakout. There's an opportunity that's there. Ottawa just sits back. It really does seem to, we'll wait for you to get to us. And and it you can tell that t- trying to figure this out and figure out what you want to do with it. But I'll, I'll say this. 
That game on Monday night yeah. ended up being one nothing. Mm-hmm. I felt like watching that game that Pittsburgh was in control of that entire game. They, I mean, Ottawa had a, a couple chances, but I felt like, okay, maybe you're not playing the game that you want to play. You've looked like the better team since the start of this game. I don't think you could say the same for Saturday night. So moving back to Ottawa, I'm expecting more of the same. I'm expecting more low-scoring low games, and we'll see if Pittsburgh can get the power play going now that they're going to have to shake it up. You know, because of injuries. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're piling up now for people. Yeah, they're pi- but the good news is they they piled up throughout the year. Yeah. So at least it's a nothing new scenario. We've been here. So all these guys that are coming in, the, the these people, the you know, this kind of revolving door of these guys that you see show up for a game or two and then back out. It was no different than February. It was so. So I really think that that helps with the locker room. It helps with that mentality of okay, we've done this. We've been through this. It, there's no shock to the system. I think when Crosby went down in that Capitals game, then it was a change because mm-hmm. I think everybody in that locker room knew we we've got to have this guy if for nothing if for nothing else than to take the heat off some other players because he he commands so much attention mm-hmm. from the other team that you can start to free things up and other guys are going to get opportunities because they're they're paying so much attention to you. If that's all he did for an entire series, he's still doing a lot. So I think. An injury to a a Crosby, an injury to Malkin, an injury to Kessel would be one thing. Hornquist, I love Hornquist, and I hope he's back very, very soon. It was nice for Pittsburgh to get Haglin back. Uh, Different type of player than Hornquist, but also a good offensive player. His speed can make things happen. I think think who you saw go out, Rust, Schultz, the back end is worrisome with Schultz going down because there has been... There's not a whole lot of depth. You really are running out of bodies there. But, you know, they made some moves at the end of the season. Uh, Strite that they got in, who who has not really not played much for, for Pittsburgh, who, you know, will have a chance to come in. And I think they have confidence with him back there, with Schultz being out. You know who I love on the Penguins? Who's that? It's Phil Kessel. Oh. He, oh. Because he looks like my plumber. What? <laughs> Phil Kessler, he, Phil Kessel, does he, he does. But that's he probably does. And not only that. He's got that look to him. He, he and, and he's one of those guys where it's like, dude, you do not look like you should be this skilled. You <laughs> no. do not look like look you should. Guy. You do not look yeah, like you should be this yeah. fast. And I gotta, and to me, you have some pictures up on your computer right yeah. now. <laughs> and some of them that you have up, I feel like he looks in better shape than what he really is. Yeah. He really do, does look like pregame is make sure you have a few burgers yep. and then get out there on the ice and get playing. But, he, yeah, he's a guy where it's his speed is a surprise because yeah. he doesn't look like somebody that's going to be quick, but he is on the ice, so his speed, I think, comes as a surprise. And I don't know what it is about his shot, but, man, he, he's got one. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I have not seen him fired up like he was in game two, and I have still not heard what the reason was, but that entire game, he had a nasty attitude on that bench. You could tell that this, this, I don't know if it's the series, the game itself, the way it's being played was frustrating him, but there was something where he was not pleased. But, yeah, I absolutely love Kessel. It's one of those where since he's been with Pittsburgh, you look at the times he went through in Toronto, and right. and you do you struggle to understand why the fan base there didn't embrace him. They like, turned on him. They did, and you know it, it is tough when you have a guy there that you feel like is going to lead you somewhere, and he doesn't. I can understand that. I think a lot of the frustration maybe gets thrown his way where it mm-hmm. doesn't belong. I think Pittsburgh has been a great place for him because you know what? As far as superstars are concerned, as great as he is, as 
as much attention as he gets, you're still not going to get as much attention as a few of the guys that are in front of you. I agree with you. So there, there are times point. I think you can take a step back and just settle in. Okay, let's go to uh, the game then tonight. And mm-hmm. as I watch Ottawa, they sort of go and they play that old New Jersey Devils yeah. mid-ice trap. Mm-hmm. That's what they play. Right. And it slows down offense tremendously. Right. That's why I think this particular series is only going to be one or two goals a game. That's it. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree totally. Because that that's the way they, they play the game. Mm-hmm. You know, so so the benefit obviously on the defensive side is it's going to be harder for a team like Spitz, Pittsburgh to use speed or get that that's, puck in. That's the zone. correct. So you're going to have to dump it in, yep. and then you're going to have to chase dump it and down, chase, yep. yeah, and try and make something happen. At the same time, it makes it more challenging for you then to tr- to break out to get up the ice. You know, and, and so it's going to keep them from scoring, but it also is going to keep you from scoring too much. I agree with you. I th- I'm expecting low scoring games for this entire series. I, I, what I like about the, the game that Pittsburgh played on Monday night and why I still like Pittsburgh in the series is if you let that type of play frustrate you, then I think it, it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. They, they did not seem – I know I just got done talking about Kessel didn't look happy on the bench, and he didn't. They as a team did not play as though they were frustrated. They, they played a harder-hitting game. You know, they, they definitely were getting more shots on some guys, um, but – I don't. I didn't feel like watching that game that this team looked frustrated throughout that game, even though the the puck wasn't going in. They had several chances, and I think I think they're fine playing this type of game. If this is the way we're going to do it, okay, we'll go about it this way. Out of time, danger. All right, man. We didn't even get, we didn't even talk about the Nashville Anaheim. No, right? no. which which is that crowd it's a was great. great series. A, I'll tell you what, man, and 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 trying to figure out who's going to sing the national anthem yes, from the night, yeah. night when you're in Nashville. Fired up. Oh man, it's it's enjoyable. You're well, able guy, to talk hockey on your show now. I know you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, you got your that? connection with the country music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, we got country stars all over the place. They're like, hey, I'd love to come on. Yeah, yeah. Country, when can I be on? Country mornings on Nash, right? Yep, Nash FM ninety-seven three from six to. 10, there you go. 6 to 10, man. Oh, man. And hopefully I'll be I'll very happy la- tomorrow morning. I'll hear your last five minutes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. If that, right? Jimmy B and TC, we're coming right back. Matt Nelson, Wide Right, and Andy Light will be our guests. We'll get into Iowa State on the Big Talker 1700. Talk, sports, yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. 
He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to take advantage of Mike's four-pack special you'll get 50% off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Brownells Gun Store in Grinnell is celebrating its one-year anniversary Saturday, May 20th. Don't miss this enormous tent sale. Gun giveaways, crazy sale prices on guns, 1,500 rounds of 22 ammo for 80 bucks, Plus, factory reps from Silencer Co., Hornady, Trichicon, Sig, Ruger, Benelli, and dozens more. Bring your collector firearm and have it valued by world-famous gunsmith Doug Turnbull. Get to Brownells in Grinnell Saturday, May 20th. Brownells, I-80, exit 182, Grinnell. Get to JCPenney and celebrate savings at our Memorial Day sale. Save up to 35% on some of our best LG appliances like select top-load washers, refrigerators, and more. Plus, 30-month special financing on purchases of $7.99 or more with your JCPenney credit card. Plus, free delivery and basic installation on all appliance purchases over $2.99. Save on LG major appliances now at JCPenney. That's getting your pennies worth. Available in select stores. Some exclusions apply. Financing terms valid 517-67. Subject to credit approval. Must request a time of purchase. Minimum monthly payments required. See store or jcp.com slash appliances for details. Lots of things take 15 minutes, like sitting through a halftime show or running a very slow mile. Well, Buffalo Wild Wings wants to add one more to the list, the B-Dubs Fast Break Lunch. Order from this menu, and you'll get your lunch in 15 minutes or it's free. So put in your order, count all the tiles on our ceiling, and voila, 15 minutes and your food has arrived. Or it's on us. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Valid for tables of 6 or last Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at participating locations for dining only. Other restrictions apply. See participating location for details. 1700 KBGG is ready to let Frontier Airlines take you away with a trip a day in May. Go online to 1700kbgg.com and register for your chance to win a flight voucher from Frontier Airlines. Check out their website for fun destinations like New Orleans, San Diego, or Fort Lauderdale. It's a trip a day in May. Furnished by Frontier Airlines. Low fares done right. And the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. 
dollar, it's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back on a uh, Wednesday in the capital city. We roll till 3 o'clock today, Jimmy B and TC. It's always fun when we have a chance to get Matt Nelson on. Wide right natty light, uh, we'll dive into everything that is Iowa State, including their golf team, which is on the way now to the NCAA. So we'll get into that with Matt We're as well. We're breaking down college golf? golf? Yes. Yes. All right, let's break it down. Matt, what would you think of that? Well, fellas, I, uh, I think – even though we may tend to ignore golf, if Iowa State is going to be playing like that, sure, I'll recognize it as a college sport. <laughs> uh, Nick Volk. Volk shoots a 61 as the Iowa State medalist in Austin, and that allowed Iowa State minus 21 in the final round as a team. They finish at 263 on the way to the NCAA finals. Yeah, you know, it's just an incredible day for them, and it was kind of funny to watch to see you know, so many people really paying attention to this. But you, you talk about, you know, the top five move on, and Iowa State, I believe, finished third on the day. But there was really the, – the two schools behind him weren't even close. They were above on the on the day. And quite, quite frankly, there's really no words to describe what Iowa State did today, especially since they nearly finished ahead of Texas and Oklahoma State. And, and guys, those are two of the probably about the biggest time programs you can find in college golf. Well, you're speaking more than I know, that is for sure, on the collegiate golf scene. Oklahoma State, yeah, that's that's one that I know. Texas, yeah, that's yeah. one that I know. Pretty good stuff there. Yeah, right? that's good. Matt, ready to that's fire. Good stuff. Well, Yeah, no, I, oh, I was going to give a, one more comment on golf, fellas. This is something that Pollard probably does, there's a little bit of credit for because most of us tend to ignore it, but Iowa State really has improved their golf facilities. They've got some pretty world-class stuff now, and it's paying off. Mm-hmm. All right, enough of the golf. Let's get out of nope. it. Okay. Enough of the golf. Well, I want to start with some basketball. Earlier this week, we get the news. Hans Brace officially with the commitment to Iowa State. That was on Monday. And then Ray Casango decides to leave after sitting out last year as a transfer. Uh, read into the tea leaves a little bit here. Is this Casango maybe upset that he was being recruited over? Was it Prome after seeing him work out for a year saying, you know what, there might be a better fit for you somewhere else, maybe the Big 12 is not the place where you're going to get minutes. What do you think is good, the driving force behind Casango leaving? It's uh, a great question. I think there's actually a few things going on here. And, and the first one I'll start with, you know, this recruiting season this time of year is always a little interesting. The, uh, some call it the transfer ep- epidemic, but that really has changed the way that coaches um, evaluate the roster. And while they can't, you know, make a kid leave, or I dare say even, even hinted the kid should leave, somewhere else they can get more playing time. I think with some of these kids, the writing is certainly on the wall, and they kind of figured that out for themselves. Because like you said, I think he was a player that was kind of recruited over. Um, he was a, a big body that Iowa State needed at the time. He was recruited, but I think um, just wasn't quite skilled enough in terms of um, being a post player who can stretch the floor and, and do a few different things um, the way that Iowa State wants. And, and while Solomon Young may, be, may not be in that mode, he certainly has been working on his game to be – become a little bit more skilled and a, and a bigger threat outside of the lane. So I think that was part of it. And I've, I've also heard um, some off-the-court issues hinted at, um, things that, you know, 
made me really not all that surprised that he was leaving, but it's stuff that, you know, I really can't confirm. But I think that you may hear some more of that uh, filter about here in the coming weeks. But but I think uh, it's actually a good thing from Iowa State's standpoint. Um, Freeze up another scholarship they can maybe use to bring in a, a guard this year to play right away and, and then bank that scholarship for a later date. Well, and, of course, the, the speculation is a kid here with local ties from Waukee, Michael Jacobson, you know, uh, after – Ed Morrow announced that he was going to transfer. That was somebody that Iowa State targeted. They've missed out on a lot of some of these top-level guys. You know, you're getting down there. Michael Jacobson, I, I've always liked his game. I know uh, a couple weeks ago John Rothstein had him uh, saying he was going to visit Davidson, Wichita State, Clemson among them there. At the very least, does this reopen the, the thought process now with two open scholarships for Iowa State to, to take another look at Michael Jacobson? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jacobson averaged about seven points and six rebounds a game uh, a year ago for Nebraska. He's a kid who's, who's from Iowa, and, you know, Iowa State has seen him play twice. They scrimmaged, they've scrimmaged Nebraska uh, each of the past two years before the season started. Um, and, and I've heard that him to, to Iowa State has got a bit of traction, and, and if that happens, like I suspect it just might, Trent, I think, uh, I think you get all the credit because you've been talking about this kid for a while now. So, so at, at this point, Really not ready to say anything, but I've, I've got a gut feeling that uh, there's probably already something in the works when it comes okay. to, to Jacobson. And he'd be a welcome addition because he would uh, be, be a sit-out forward, um, somebody who can kind of stretch this class out and, and doesn't really botch up scholarships. He'd, he'd sit um, and then have two years to play. So I think uh, that's kind of the type of player that Iowa State's really looking for. You know, when, when that first took place, and Iowa State was in on Ed Murrow. People were then saying, "Well, they don't really need they don't really need him." And now, all of a sudden, that Murrow opted someplace else, and with another player leaving, now all of a sudden, yeah, we'd really like to have this guy. It's amazing. It's amazing how that goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. Yeah, you know, and I don't really understand that either. To be honest, I think, I mean, God, Murrow was about as talented of a player as I think. Mm-hmm. was on the transfer market when it comes to forwards this year, and it's still one that, that I'm a little surprised didn't end up at Iowa State. I, I was quite shocked, actually. But, you know, I think fans say that, guys, but when you when you look at Iowa State's roster and, and what happened this year with seven players leaving the program, I think any forward you can get that can sit out a year and then play two really helps out the balance on your team, and especially a, a local kid who's a, a, a great rebounder and is really good down low. I think this is a kid that Iowa State has got to have, and I think Morrow is – was kind of in the same mold. So not that this kid is a plan B, but at the same time, he, he really might be. Yeah, look, he's a terrific offensive rebounder as well. I mean, he's got a edge about him, and I haven't seen that on what's on the Iowa State roster for basketball coming up this season. Have you? No, not, not at all. And, and to be honest, he, uh, not to call him a, a Big Ten type player, but he he is the type of player that Iowa yeah. State just doesn't get. We, we don't, they don't really have a force like that in the paint. I don't think they have one on the roster, and I think it's been it's been quite a while since they've had that type of player. Um, and I think he could really help the Cyclones. All right, Matt, I'm holding your feet to the fire. On May seventeenth, <laughs> the starting lineup next year for Iowa State hoops: Donovan Jackson, Lindell Wigginton. There's your backcourt. Solomon Young yep. will still be starting in the middle. Who are the other two starters? Is uh, Wyler Babb you throw in there, and and one more? How are you piecing this thing together as you look at it here on May 17th? You know, I, you can read my mind sometimes, Trent. I was actually thinking about this yesterday as I was uh, sitting on a planter 
uh, <laughs> had to occupy my thoughts somehow. So I think there's a few different ways that, that Steve Prohm could go here. And I'll, I'll kind of give you my, the first lineup and then another one that at this point in time uh, would be my 1A, or sorry, one my 1A and 1B lineup. So okay. I think regardless of either one, um, Wigington and Donovan Jackson are going to be the uh, your backcourt. Um, that's pretty much set in stone. Donovan proved himself last year, and, and Lindell is one of the top freshmen in the country. He's absolutely going to be on the floor. Um, so I think Iowa State goes, goes a couple different ways here. Um, Solomon Young and his role really depends on how he progresses in the offseason. Uh, I know Steve Prohm has been harping on him, even on Twitter, actually, to, uh, to work on his jump shot because I think that's a valuable weapon for him. And to be honest, we actually saw – Solomon hit, t- take a few mid-range shots and, and convert on a decent percentage of those. But so I think uh, if Iowa State wants to go bigger, we'll see Solomon Young at the five. Um, Cameron Laird will be at the four, assuming that uh, he, he progresses over the summer. And then um, Hans Brace will probably play uh, some of that wing position. He, he, he's not a true wing player, but Iowa State is really going to be looking for somebody uh, who can stretch the floor. Now, now that's kind of a big lineup. When I say um, Hans Brace I, or Cameron Laird, I think – uh, Jeff Beverly is a guy that could be interchangeable there. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of hard to see how Iowa State wants to play the three position. Um, and that's where I'm going to get into my second lineup. I think with that one, you'll see uh, Wyler Babb play at the three. Um, and he may be a starter in either lineup, to be honest with you. I know we've talked about it on your show, but Steve Prohm really seems to like uh, what Wyler Babb brings to the table. He talked about him even two years ago. So, um, But, it, you know, it's kind of interesting to see where he fits in. Iowa State doesn't have many guards. Guys, so they may use Wyler Babb as a as a backup to Lindell, or um, if Wigington slides up to point guard, uh, Jackson comes out. Maybe that's where they use Wyler Babb. But a, a smaller lineup, I think you would see uh, would be um, Hans Brace actually playing at the five, and then they would throw out Beverly and Wyler Babb um, at the small forward and the uh, power forward spot to give Iowa State the ability to run a little bit and um, maybe spread the floor a little bit more. Okay, only a couple minutes left. This yeah. is this is bothering me. Cameron Laird, the big unknown, and when Prome was asked about Laird while he was in Chicago during the NBA Combine, his, re- his response was, well, he's put on 20 pounds. That was it. He's put on 20 pounds, okay? He didn't say anything right. about his basketball skills, if they're, how they're working or anything like that. He's put on 20 pounds. Does that concern you at all? You know... I think at this point, there's a lot to be concerned with about Cameron Laird. Maybe not in a bad way, but mom has been the word on that kid during his recruitment. Yes. Uh, you know, right around the time he got to campus. It's, it's impossible to know what he can do. It, I don't know if Steve Fromm is playing this close to the vest because he, he wants him to be kind of an X factor and a surprise once the season gets here, or if it's because he hasn't developed. I've got, I've got no reason to suspect that. I haven't really heard anything bad, but at the same time, the lack of what you've heard has to be a little bit concerning. So that's, that's definitely going to be something to watch because he's a highly touted kid. He's a top 100 player. The Cyclones have got to get something out of him this year. Yeah, the great unknown. It, it is absolutely wild yep. how that's going to go. Hey, last thing, Matt, over on the football scene, uh, Vegas is getting ready to release their over-unders for the season. Our friend Ken Miller told us uh, as he was out in Vegas a couple weeks ago that CG Technologies are going to open up the Cyclones at five and a half for the win total this mm-hmm. year. Seem high, at least uh, what you'd expect Vegas to put out there. Looks like they're expecting a much improved Cyclones this year, and I think you're in that same line of thinking. Yeah, that's actually, that matches up a lot 
with what I would expect. Hearing that from Vegas, however, is still shocking. Um, I yeah. mean, what trend is Iowa State's wind tunnel has been at two and a half the last three or four seasons. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's a, a big sign of faith, I think, from Vegas. But you know what? You, you look at this roster, what Campbell would, was able to do last year, and um, I think that, that bet they're making is maybe on Iowa State's junior college players developing and playing well. But, but man, you look across this lineup, Trent, there are a few holes, like defensive line or maybe linebacker, for example. But um, I think on the offensive side of the ball, there's not a weakness that Iowa State has, and Iowa State's got a really strong back end as well. So um, not that you should expect a bowl game in year two of Matt Campbell, but it's the, the job he's done constructing this roster is, is pretty incredible, and I, I think they're going to be around six wins myself. Well, Matt, we are short on time today. Always good talking Cyclones with you and even helped us out with the golf, which is incredibly impressive. Get back to the planner. I know it's wet today. You going to be back out there on the tractor tomorrow? Um, maybe not tomorrow, guys. There's a lot of rain in the forecast, but I'm sure uh, by Friday we probably will, and hopefully we'll be dried out and ready to go next week. All right, man. Plant those soybeans. Will do. That's what's left. <laughs> I'm surprised you knew that. I'm impressed, really. Hey, he listen, guessed. I'm just not a pretty face here, okay? He's neither. He guessed. <laughs> I didn't guess. I know. All right. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Yep, you too. All right. There you go. Fun having Matt Nelson on. You knew the soybeans went in second? Yeah, yes. Wow. Look at Jimmy B. Hey, I've lived here for seven, eight years. Well, you're a true Cyclone fan. Will you stop? It's just... We're done with this conversation. Right back, everybody, at the top of the hour on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I liked them, thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. 
And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. Hi, this is Lori Grenier. You've seen me on Shark Tank. If you're an entrepreneur, you have better things to do than reapply for funding every time you need capital. With Cabbage, you can be approved for a line of credit of up to $150,000, not just a one-time loan. Withdraw from your line anytime you need funds and only pay for what you take. Cabbage has helped over 100,000 businesses with more than $3 billion in funding. Go to cabbage.com slash radio or call 888-CABBAGE. That's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash radio. I met someone. You hear it a lot from people on Match because more people have met their someone on Match than any other dating app. Everyone wants to find that meaningful connection. And Match is not only number one in first, but second dates, too. Now, here's a free offer for our listeners. Go to Match.com slash search for seven days free. That's seven days completely free to search, view photos, and connect. This free offer is found at Match.com slash search. That's Match.com slash search. Match.com slash search. At Lowe's, we know that pros need to be ready. Ready to roll felt, ready to cap, ready to shingle. And during Lowe's Ready to Raise the Roof event, pro customers should get ready to save big with up to 20% on GAF shingles every day when they buy in bulk. Plus, now through May 25th at Lowe's, pros can save up to 30% off select Hitachi nailers and pneumatic accessories. See the Pro Desk in-store for details. Shingle offer applies to contractor packs. Selection varies by store, U.S. only. When smart businesses need to grow their team, they do it on the site proven to deliver. Indeed.com. According to an independent study, Indeed delivers five times more hires than any other job site, more hires than the rest combined. And right now we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job, boosting your listing in relevant search results. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. 1700 KBGG Des Moines, a cumulus station. Big news, big talk, and...